Hey, what's up, insiders? Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie and loves a plot twist, and also putting away money for retirement. Since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever, I'm sorry. So listen, listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. God doesn't give people money. God does not have money in heaven. God gives you the power to create wealth. Mm. The greatest currency is actually inside of you. The greatest currency is the energy flowing through your body. If you have the wrong definition of money, it's actually gonna be hard for you to attract it because you don't even know what you're going after because it is not just cash and it is not just gold. When you understand money as currency, right, then you recognize what its purpose is. Its purpose is to flow, right? You are meant to circulate money, not accumulate money, right? So your wealth will be directly proportional to the size of the problems that you solve. And so a lot of people say, go follow your passion. Mm. I don't believe that that's the full thing. Find a problem that you're passionate about solving Ooh. and then create the solution. Wow. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I know you want to watch this next video, but listen, if you are an entrepreneur, business coach, business consultant, or a small business owner who has a story and wants to learn how to create multiple streams of income from your story, I need you to text me right now. My book to 646-687-4152. That is my personal number. I have been an author for over 12 years. I've written 10 books. Four of them have been bestsellers, and I've sold over 100,000 books. But I've also helped a lot of my clients take their expertise and put it into a story, then create multiple streams of income from that. So I want to help you do the same thing. So text my book to 646-687-4152. Alright, alright, let's go back to the video. All right, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Listen, today we have a special guest with us who is a true master manifester, the founder of the multifamily movement and the author of Rich and Righteous is here to share his insights and demonstrate the power of manifestation in action. In a world where manifestation is often dismissed as unrealistic or wishful thinking, Julian Gordon embodies the essence of what it means to manifest with purpose and practicality. Get ready to be inspired and awakened to realize you are greatness on display. Welcome the king of manifestation, my brother, a child of God, Mr. Richard Righteous himself, my brother. Good, Julian Gordon in the building. Yes, so, sir. Um, this interview is special 
anybody who knows our history knows um, that you are my my my, my spiritual brother. You're yes. my brother. Uh, we've done a lot of um, uh, spiritual work together, and we've yeah. also done a lot of business work together as mm -hmm. well. Um, and you know, even as as we look at this book, Rich and Righteous, which is what I want to sort of dissect. Um, you know, it is a, a book that you trusted. Uh, me and my wife, uh, we run a you know business, uh, One Brick Publishing, uh, Book Rich, where we help authors create six to seven figures from that book. Um, and I'm proud to say uh, that you were the first, right, as my brother, but you were the first to trust us. Yeah. Um, and in less than 10 months, uh, you were able to sell 10,000 copies of this book, make over a quarter million dollars off of the book. And I want to dive into that. Yeah. Um, but also... I guess more importantly, I want to dive into this concept of being rich and righteous, right? Mm -hmm. Because especially now we live in a world where um, there is a lot of um, talk. Um, there's a lot of people who are religious. There are a lot of people who are spiritual. There are a lot of people who are struggling. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there is this almost, I, I don't want to say a misconception. I mean, I mean, I guess it's a misconception, but there's almost this um, feeling that 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 being rich and being righteous is the opposite of each other, Correct. you know. And so I think this is why this book is very important. Um, I think that there's a war on spirituality right now as mm -hmm. we speak. Um, and so I want to dive into all of that. But before we get started with all that, for those who don't know, who is Julian Gordon? Allow me to reintroduce myself to you. So, um, man, I keep evolving. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't even remember the last time we shot this episode, but as I think about who I am, it keeps on expanding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, God calls itself I am that I am, right? Mm -hmm. Which is infinite possibility. There's nothing after I am because the moment we start to put labels on ourselves, we actually get confined to a particular identity or a particular lane in the mind of the person who heard those words. Mm -hmm. But at the core, as you said, I'm a child of God. That's my highest identity mm -hmm. above all, above race, above gender, above uh, I don't even have a political party or anything above any religion. That is it. Um, that supersedes everything for me. Um, I'm also a proud father of a beautiful, beautiful girl. I'm a girl dad. Um, and then a founder of the multifamily movement um, uh, where we've helped over 800 people manifest and close on their first multifamily home. They didn't know it was a manifestation process, but I was teaching them how to manifest. And multifamily real estate just happens to be the first manifestation, the first major manifestation in their life. Um, when you look at all the testimonials from uh, my students, um, it's always thanks to God uh. because part of our formula is making sure that you are clear on how this is in alignment with you living out your God-given purpose in this world. So we start out with getting clear on your why. And then I was blessed to give birth to this book, Rich and Righteous. Um, uh, it was a divine download that came to me and through me at the beginning of COVID. And, uh, and I believe that um, this next iteration of my work, now that I've proven to people that I am a man master manifester, not only in my own life, but also in helping others do that. Now I'm moving from just the physical real estate to actually peeling back the layer and showing people the mental real estate oh. that was actually behind everything that I've been able to do and create in my life to date. And so um, that's, why I'm that's what I'm really excited about because mindset has stopped millions from making millions of dollars. Oh. And so we want to start there. With financial literacy right now, it's really information focused and people are throwing out plays and this and that. But in order to really change, you have to change your identity, oh. right? At the level, we got to go to the level of being. Oh. Your being shapes your doing and your doing shapes your having. But there's all these plays on how to do this, how to do, how to do that. And it's how, 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 instead of who mm -hmm. are you? 
in relationship to God and who is God in you. Who are you and God and who is God in you? And once you are clear on that, then you're very clear that abundance is your birthright. And that's the real core message that I want to bring people back to. Um, and also being a public demonstration Actually, the initial goal wasn't to be a public demonstration. I just wanted to demonstrate for myself that you could be rich and righteous oh. at the same time. But now as uh, my profile has um, expanded, it's becoming a public demonstration of what it looks like to be uh, rich and righteous. Too often we've had men of God or women of God live in squalor and poverty. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I don't believe it should be that. If you're doing great and good in the world, I believe that you should be abundantly blessed for that good that you're creating. So um, I'm here to uh, run this life, my life, and use my life as an experiment on what it means to be rich and righteous. Yeah, and I, and I love that. And and I and I, you know, as I alluded to earlier, um, this war on spirituality. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a good book by uh, Napoleon Hill um, called "Outwitting the Devil." Yep. <laughs> um, and outwitting the devil. Um, and this is, you know, back in, you know, whenever he wrote it, you know, you know, he's, you know, died in the seventies, might've wrote this in the thirties maybe. Yeah. Right. Um, but in this story, it talks about, uh, this concept of drifting. Mm -hmm. Um, and in order to outwit the de devil, you have to, um, focus on who you are, mm -hmm. um, which is a child of God and understand that abundance is your birthright. Um, and in order to, you know, you have to focus on this infinite possibilities, but the people who don't uh, attach to their identity is because they're drifting. And he talks about drifting being this concept of being distracted. Mm -hmm. And um, when you when you turn on a TV right now, uh, there are major distractions. There's distractions. Um, there's a war on family. Uh, there's a war on relationships. Yeah. Uh, there's a war on God, and mm -hmm. and so, and I'm not even saying I don't even say religion because even uh, religion, um, in a lot of ways, is contributing to the war on God, 100%. right? Where there's so much division within religion that even religion, in 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 a lot of cases, is uh, confusing people yes. and not allowing them to realize, you know, who they are. Um, and so, can you talk a little bit about um, you know, I, I know you said the the, rich, the concept of rich and righteous came came about during um, COVID, but um, can you talk a little bit about why is it important for people to be rich and righteous? Yeah. So um, at this moment in time, uh, what people perceive as rich, they often see that you have to do evil things mm -hmm. or you have to be negative in order to be rich. You have to get over on people, right? And the thing about it is that we're operating with universal laws, that we're operating in the unseen realm, but so many people operate in the physical realm. Um, but when you understand the unseen and these universal laws, they apply to everyone. So a tree gives shade or fruit to you, whether you are a criminal or whether you are some good-hearted philanthropist. It does not judge, and the universal laws do not judge. Gravity is going to respond to you the same, whether you did good that day or did bad that day. It's just a, a law. And for some reason, those who have, um, who are not creating heaven on earth, actually um, doing things that actually harm other people, whether it's through the way that they're growing their business, their business models, uh, how they operate, whether it's theft, etc. Um, for some reason, they are having an easier time obtaining money mm -hmm. than those of us who are consider ourselves righteous. And by righteous, I mean 
doing the will of God, uh -huh. and meaning that you are living in alignment with what you were created to do. Um, and so it's really important for us to figure out how to hold both. I believe that the righteous should be rich, uh -huh. and I would love for the rich who already have attained abundance in various forms to be righteous because I believe that that's how we bring heaven on earth, uh -huh. heaven being our mental experience of life, the greatest good we can see for ourselves and others, not just ourselves, uh -huh. right, and earth being our material experience of life. And so uh, we have to, the, the stored energy, the medium between bringing heaven on earth is money. This is why 13 out of 39 in Jesus' parables are about money, because he knew that we could have an inverted or perverted relationship with this substance. Uh -huh. And so we have to establish a healthy relationship with it. And people say, no, it's not possible to be rich and righteous. Well, well, Joseph of Arimathea, that was supposedly the disciple who had the land where they buried Jesus, right? Uh -huh. So he was known as a rich disciple. Uh -huh. So we know that it's possible. Uh -huh. And right now, many people, especially in Christianity, have an image of Jesus as this one robe, sandal wearing, poor dude in poverty, right. just walking around the Middle East, right? right? But when you understand that he was actually pro and prosperous, right? When you look at that model, that archetype as a king, as royalty, right? Who said that I don't need anything in the material experience to actually justify who I actually am. Uh -huh. You know, right now we have a lot of lifestyle marketing going on in our community and it's the outward appearance of wealth. But if you look at some people's balance sheets, uh -huh. it's not it's not a good look. Uh -huh. And and I celebrate abundance in all forms. Uh -huh. So I'm grateful to those people for circulating money uh -huh. in the midst of a quote unquote recession. But when you truly know how wealthy you are, you don't have to prove it outwardly to anyone. Yeah. It is all about your inner knowing. For me, I live in a tiny home. Mm -hmm. I have a Honda Accord, mm -hmm. but many people would love to trade my balance sheet for right. theirs mm -hmm. at this moment in time. Yeah. And I live in peace. Uh, I live in peace. Um, I'm at a place where I'm almost at no liability living. Mm. And it is so free. My cost of living, of course, you still have some subscriptions, whether that's uh, homeowner's insurance or uh, car insurance, et cetera. Those are things you can't pay right, out in right, full, right? right? But my cost of living is really, really low. And yeah. what that does for me it allows me to move on God's command. Mm, so yeah. I, if God says, Julian, I need you to go this direction, and I, I've had zigzags in my life, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but when God says go this direction, I don't have to say, well, I need this amount mm. of money over here in order to do that first, mm. so let me handle this money situation, God. Just hold on one second. Let me right. get this. No, I can move on demand. Mm. Do I hope that what I've been creating with the multifamily movement, rich and righteous, techie homes, do I hope that that is the direction that God continues to move me in? Yes. Yeah. But there have been times in the past where I thought that that was going to be it. Yeah. And God said, you're done here. Yeah. You got the skill set or the training that you needed on this path. I need you to go over here now. Mm. And out of obedience, I went because I, w I hadn't racked up my cost of living to a point where uh, it made it difficult for me to pivot when God told me to move. Wow. And so... Um, so, and I know that my wealth is inner. I don't have to wear any, I have no designer yeah. brands. I don't have any fancy cars. I don't have any of that because uh, my wealth is all within. Yeah. I could have all of that. Absolutely. I could have, but for who and for what? Yeah. So it, uh, I, it's almost like I skipped that stage because mm -hmm. I saw what it was. And then when I, when I saw the truly wealthy people, mm -hmm. I saw that they had went through that stage and then left it. Mm. Jeff Bezos still driving a Honda Accord. Right. Mark Zuckerberg still driving a Honda Accord. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me just... Warren Buffett still living his yes. childhood home. Yeah, in Omaha. So I was just like, let me just skip that stage because yeah. the truly wealthy people, not the rich people, the truly wealthy people seem 
to not care about that. Right. 100%. So, um, and I want to be truly wealthy. I'm, I am truly wealthy. Let me state that. Mm. I want to demonstrate that wealth in the material realm as well. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I believe that it accelerates how quickly we're able to bring heaven on earth. And so that's what, that's why I believe that the righteous must be rich. Yeah. And, and, and you, and you have a, you know, interesting, uh, philosophy, right? You, you, you created the 10 money commandments, like yes. come, yes. commandments, like money come to me, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, break that down for me. Yeah. So a lot of people talk about the paper chase yeah. and they're out here chasing money. Mm -hmm. If we go chase a cat, then what's the cat going to do? It's going to run from us. Yeah. But if I have what the cat needs, then it actually comes to me. Mm. When you hail an Uber, you don't have to go chase the Uber mm. down. It literally comes to you. And what does scripture say? It says, thy kingdom come. Mm. It also says, thou shall not want. Mm. Right? And so we want to tap into the frequency, and your frequency is what you do frequently. Mm. We want to tap into the frequency of wealth and abundance. There are frequencies passing before us, in between us, right here and right now. There's radio waves. And if we had a radio tuner, we could tap into that frequency. Mm. Well, there's a frequency of wealth. There's a frequency of abundance. There's a frequency of health that you can tap into through this antenna that you have, which is your body. Right? And so so with the 10 money commandments, it's really looking at how you relate to money in different angles, in mm. 10 different angles, right? Um, a lot of people say they want more money, but nobody's ever asked, what does money want? Mm. Ooh, that's the one. Yeah. What is money? If you knew what money wanted, guess what? It would be easier for it to come to you. Yeah. If you're out in the dating world and you know what the person you're interested in wants, mm -hmm. it's going to be easier for you to attract mm. them. So let's pause. We know that you want more money. What does money want? Mm. And if you become that, then guess what? Money is going to become a natural part of your experience, mm. right? So the 10 money commandments start with one, uh, how you measure money. And that is the difference between material wealth and spiritual wealth. Money is not just in the physical form. Mm. Money is an inert spiritual substance. It is stored energy. And when you understand what true wealth is, not just material wealth, because you can't take any of the material wealth with you, mm -hmm. but your spiritual wealth is everlasting. It is not spoiled. It is not rust. It cannot be stolen. Your material wealth is maybe good deeds on real estate. I have plenty of those. Can't take those with me. I can pass them on, though. Spiritual wealth is good deeds in the hearts of others, right? And in your own mind, right? Material wealth is the money in your bank account. Spiritual wealth is the memories in your memory bank, the good memories, because these can't be stolen. They can't be taken away from you once you have them, right? And so um, when we look at measure, right, we look at how you think about money, we look at how you, uh, how you feel about money on the emotional level, how you speak about money. People use language like filthy rich or disposable income. When you speak about money in that way, you're pushing money away from you. How you ask God for money, right? God doesn't give people money. God does not have money in heaven. God gives you the power to create wealth. Mm. The greatest currency is actually inside of you. The greatest currency is the energy flowing through your body. This is why in the matrix, right, what do they use the human bodies for? They use them as batteries, mm. And so many people are selling their energy, the greatest energy that they have, the greatest currency they have, at Costco wholesale prices to their employer. Mm. You can have 2,000 hours of my time this year at a discount. It's like you go to the grocery store, you get this much ketchup for $5, but you go to Costco, you get this much ketchup for, for $6, right? You're selling your time at wholesale Costco prices, right? From there, how do you hold money? What do you do with money when you have money sitting you don't know what to do with it? How do you use money? That's what the seven-point money maximization matrix comes in. Then you have how you manifest money, how you attract money, and then 
how you enjoy money. I'm still working on that one. Mm. How you enjoy money. Everybody should have, at the very least, one thing, one luxury that they just indulge in. Yeah. When it's time to have it, you just you don't even look at the price. You just know that that is my one luxury. That yeah. at least, and you yeah. can. I want people to have more than one, mm -hmm. but you should have one luxury, whether that's food for you, whether it's jewelry, whether it's clothes. Just one luxury where money doesn't matter. It's because you want it and so um that's how uh that's how i think about it and so in the book we explore these 10 different angles and if we can unblock them then we're unblocking anything that's stopping your abundance there's many things god is always seeking to flow through you mm. but many of us have like a tourniquet on mm. that flow you know when you have a blood flow and you put a tourniquet on to stop the blood flow many of us have a tourniquet on it and we're we're stopping the flow through our minds wow. and so this is an opportunity to unblock that just like a plumber so that what is meant to flow through you continues to flow through you wow wow that's powerful and you mentioned within the 10 money commandments uh that number 7 uh, is the is the is the is the money uh maximization, maximization matrix. matrix matrix right yeah um I love that because I feel like, um, especially a lot of people uh, in the black and brown community uh, that were raised not being taught financial literacy, uh, not being taught about how money truly works. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's almost like we work backwards, right? If, if you will, because um, I know you know you know I was taught, and many of my you know the people I grew up around were taught uh, to work hard, yep. save money. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then that was the way to build wealth. Uh, but knowing that, you know, e even without the, the the money matrix, I learned that you know, as a banker, that saving money is one of the worst things you can do because you're losing money. Uh, but when, but when you put this, the you know, the seven money uh, money maximization matrix together, yeah, I said, wow, this is a, a light bulb. Can you explain? Can you explain that for me? Yeah. So there's seven things that you can do with money once you have it, and you always want to put as much money at the highest score as possible. And so you know, a lot of us played sports growing up, and having a point system makes it easy for us to navigate. We know what a win is and what a loss is, and so. Um, um, so the seven point money maximization matrix is as follows. Um, negative two is actually losing money. Mm -hmm. And this can happen when you're just not being a good steward. You're not doing a, a due diligence, literally putting on a mattress. You can't find your money. Why would God give you more when you're losing that which you already have? Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, that is a negative two. Negative one is actually spending money. When you spend money, you end money because mm. you only get one use of it, right? So you made money on Friday, you spent it Friday night, you got one use of it, right? It's never coming back to you. The ultimate goal is to circulate money, and circulate means to return back to point of origin. But if you spend money, it's gone to somebody else, mm. right? So that's negative one. Zero is what you said, saving money. And we were taught to save money from an early age, right? When you think about it, um, when you were young, where were you taught to put your money? In a, in, a, in a piggy bank. In a piggy bank, right? Yeah, yeah. But what does scripture say? Do not give your pearls to swine. Mm. Basically, do not give your money to the banks. Mm. Yeah. At Bank of America, you're getting 0.03% interest on your savings account. Using the rule of 72, 72 divided by 0.03 means that it'll take you 2,400 years to double your money in a savings account. Wow. We've also not accounted for inflation. Mm. They call inflation uh, positive 8%. No, that's the wrong way to think about it. Inflation is negative for you. Mm. So it's actually negative Eight percent, because yeah. that means that your hundred dollars uh, of buying power is now only worth ninety-two dollars today, right? So um, that is uh, zero. Then number one is actually donating. So 
you're actually charging money positively. You're sending it out to an organization that you care about, right? Um, and if you do a $10,000 donation, you're in a 30% tax bracket, you get that $10,000 tax write-off, right? And 30% times 10,000 is 3,000. So you were able to give a $10,000 gift to an organization and it only cost you 7,000. Mm. So that's positively charging money. But again, many nonprofits operate in the scarcity mindset too. They're always looking for money and it's usually not a sustainable gift, right? This is why they got to come back to you every single year because their whole model is not sustainable. Then you get to positive two. This is where you are now investing money in an asset outside of yourself. Mm. So one of my favorite asset classes in this realm is obviously multifamily real estate. We're looking for at least a 12% cash on cash return in multifamily real estate. When you think about Warren Buffett, he's been multiplying money at um, 18% uh, since he started Berkshire Hathaway. Elon Musk, since he uh, got his $180 million from t uh, PayPal, has been multiplying money at about 44.44% uh -uh. interest rate. I've run the actual numbers. So that's actually investing, but you're investing in an asset outside of yourself which you don't control. Right. I can't uh, determine what Tim Cook is going to do at Apple tomorrow that may actually make my stock go down, right? Mm -hmm. So that's investing. The next one is actually expensing. And expensing sounds negative, but you're, it's an expense to expand, mm. right? So that's you investing in your business. That's you buying cameras, lights, uh, building your brand, getting your trademarks, hiring a VA, hiring a, a full-time person. You're actually investing in something that you intend to expand and grow. Mm. So that's actually better because it's now you are in control of the asset that you are investing in. Mm. You have more ownership than just investing alone, right? Mm. So you're expensing to build something. And then finally is multiplying money. Mm. Multiplying money is the highest level, um, and it says be fruitful and multiply, right? When you're multiplying money, this means that you've built a business that, let's say it makes $300,000 in a year revenue, okay? But the profits are $100,000, right? In one year, you generated 300,000 in revenue, 1 million, uh, 100,000 in profits, but because that business has systems and it's not dependent on you, that business, if it has a multiple, if it's in an industry that has a multiple based on revenues or based on profits, for instance, in real estate development, the multiple is uh, 10x on profit and 4x on revenues. So in this example, uh, $300,000 in revenue times, uh, times four would be one, that's a $1.2 million business. Oh. That's a $1.2 million business, even though I only generated 300,000 because somebody would be willing to buy that future cash flow mm. from me today at a particular multiple. multiple so yeah. now you're multiplying money. When you think about, and I've only seen this possible through entrepreneurship and private equity. I've right. not seen anybody multiply. Your job is not multiplying your money. Right. It's never going to take you from 100,000 to a million within a short period of time. So the only way to really multiply money is through entrepreneurship and private equity. Mm -hmm. Wow, powerful. And so, you know, I, I want to talk about mindset right now, right? Because somebody's watching this right now who, um, again, you know, has this negative view of money and they may not even realize it though. They Correct. might not even realize that, um, they're not living the life that they desire because of their mindset, mm -hmm. right? Somebody watching this right now is not taking full responsible, responsibility. They might, be, they might be blaming others. They might be blaming their circumstance. They may yeah. be blaming, um, you know, things or, you know, they might, they might think it's the will of God. They might say it's yeah. the will of God. God does not want me to be rich. Mm -hmm. It's the will of God, right? Um, and so, like, how does one overcome, right? Because I'll say this. Um, anybody who is not living their best life, yes, um, 
does have a blockage. Like something is stopping them because God wants us to be rich. Like that is, that is, that is something that, you know, is, is actually our, right, is our birthright. Correct. We're made in the image and likeness of God, regardless of what your religion is. Yeah. Uh, regardless of whether you even have a religion. Yes. Right? Like Elon Musk is an atheist has the same access to God that everybody else has access same to God, access. whether or not he, he acknowledges that, right? right? But, and, I, and, and you and I, I think, you, I, think you, I, I think you actually gave me this bar. You were like, yo, you can have an abundance of abundance or you can have an abundance of lack, mm. right? So, like, like, as you start to think about, like, if you give yourself limitations and you say, well, I can't have this because of this. Yeah. Then God, the universe says, yes, my wish is your command. 100%. Right? And so a lot of us are not realizing that we're living the life that we're living because of what we're asking for through our energy, through our belief system. How do you, and you talk about this in a book, but how do you start to reprogram your mind to... To, to overcome the poverty thinking, the, 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 the negative thinking, the, 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 th the lack mentality that's stopping us from living in abundance now. Yeah. So um, the, the first thing is uh, I usually guide people through an exercise where they take a breath, mm -hmm. right? And it's just in, in heaven. I call it in heaven, then exhale. You. Oh, in heaven. No, not in, not in hell. I want to take hell in. I want to take in heaven, right? So I in heaven and then I exhale. And then I say, imagine that a marathon with a thousand people is running outside your window right now. Even if that was true, would you worry about where your next breath came from? Mm. You would not. Absolutely not. Because you no. trust that that next breath is coming if you were meant to be, right? If God has something, if you are still breathing, God has work for you to still yeah. do, right? Yeah. And so when you... If when you start to think about money in the same way you think about oxygen, that's when you've achieved wealth consciousness. Oh, that's good. Where you know that all your needs will be met. Yes. But here's the issue for that person who is uh, having limitations. They want more money, right? And they think that working harder is going to be the case. But you're already working hard. Mm. You're already working 40 hours a week. Mm. So if you want to triple your income, are you just saying that we need to work 120 hours a week? Is that what's going to triple your income? Is you working 120 and does working 120 hours a week? Does that excite you? Mm -hmm. Or let's say you're working 40 hours a week and you're making 60,000, 50,000 dollars. You want to make half a million dollars. Are we going to work 400 hours a week? Mm. Wait, there's not a 400 hours in a week, so we can. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Not physically get to your goals through your body. Mm. So most people see money as a physical substance, as in cash, right, that they hold in their hand, or they see it as gold. They see it as a physical substance, so guess what they think they need to do to get more of it? They think they need to do something physically. Uh. This is why you have to elevate above, and you have to go into the emotional, mental, and spiritual realms of money, right? You have to get over it, right? You have to get above it to get over it. Uh. So what does that mean? 
Emotionally, how do you feel about money? We talk about that in chapter, in, in commandment number three. How do you feel about money, right? Do you feel that money is, uh, do you feel that money is evil? Do you uh, hate rich people? Do you hate luxury vehicles, right? Do you hate sales? That is a feeling, and if you have negative feelings around money, you are actually repelling it, repelling it right? Yeah. Your feelings about money, and a lot of them, like you said, are subconscious, mm -hmm. so you have to become aware of how you respond when you see things, right? Um, then how do you think about money? Do you think that it's scarce? Mm. Right. Or do you think that it's abundant? Do you think that uh, it is limited or can you see money everywhere? And then finally, from a spiritual realm, what is money? Mm. If you have the wrong definition of money, it's actually going to be hard for you to attract it because you don't even know what you're going after. Because it is not just cash and it is not just gold. When you understand money as currency, right, then you recognize what its purpose is. Its purpose is to flow. Right. You are meant to circulate money, not accumulate money. Mm. And so then you're now using it properly according to its purpose. And when you now that makes you a good steward of it because mm. you're using it according to its purpose. And when you're a good steward of it, guess what happens? More comes to you. Wow. So God continues to give me economic resource in the form of money because I've been a good steward of that which I have. So if you're not even being good a good steward of the 50,000 that you have, why would God give you 500,000? Mm. Wow. So here's the thing. There's three types of ways to, uh, uh, to operate when, when it comes to money. The first one is a colander, mm -hmm. right? A colander has holes in it. So we could pour the entire ocean into a colander and guess what? The colander would still end up empty. empty. So you think that more money is mm. the answer to your problems, but if you're operating like a colander, you still end up empty, mm. right? So the next one is save money. It's the bucket. And the bucket, you pour uh, water in there and it holds it. But remember, the purpose of money is not to accumulate mm. it, it's to circulate it. Mm. So you've enhanced your receiving function, which is a step in the process, but that's not the final step, yeah. right? And there's also limitations based on how big you think your bucket is. And how big your bucket is, is based on how big you think your God is. Mm. Some people are approaching God with Dixie cups. Mm. They think that God can only give them some bill money. Mm. And so that's what they're asking for. And that's what they get to ask and you shall receive. Mm. But when you know who your God is and who you are in God, you realize that you're not just, um, you know, they say, give a man a fish and eat for a day, teach a man a fish. Uh, uh, teach a man efficient to eat forever. Nobody told you that you could also own the pond, though. Mm. Nobody ever takes it that far. Mm. You can actually own the pond. We mm. don't even have to go fishing. You actually own the entire pond. Right. The third one is the, um, is the uh, watering can. Mm. The watering can is a bucket with a spout. Mm. It has a receiving function and a giving function. Mm. And so the reason God continues to use me and pour economic resource to me and through me is because it knows that the buck does not stop here. Mm, yeah. Not that the buck stops here, that it does not stop here, that I will take that energy and I will use it to do more good, more God mm. in this world. Mm. Why would God want to give you all this energy for your own financial security? Man. You call it financial security, but it's actually financial insecurity. Mm. Here's why. Because you're basically saying, I have all this excess money beyond my emergency fund. Everybody should have an emergency fund. But beyond that, all your money should be in motion. So you're basically saying, I don't know how to grow this at a greater rate than 0.03% that the savings account is giving me. Mm. So I'm just going to let it sit here. Mm. 
God is going to move that from you and actually give it to somebody who knows how to multiply it at a greater rate. Right. So money always uh, magnifies to the greatest multiplier. And that's what you see. And um, that's what you see in the world's wealthiest people. You know, a lot of people think that uh, the world's richest people are are evil and um, and have done wrong and things of that nature. But no, they've just been the greatest multipliers mm. and they solve some of the greatest problems. Mm. You're getting paid according to the size of the problem that you're solving right now. Mm. The reason Bill Gates is who he is, and granted, I don't agree with some of the things that he does, but the reason he has the wealth that he has is because he solved a huge problem. Mm. He brought the computer to the forefront. Right. You didn't bring the computer to the forefront. Right. You filling out some Excel spreadsheets at a corporation. Right, right. You flipping burgers. Right. So how could you expect to have the same wealth as Bill Gates when the only problem you're doing is this right? right or, or this? Right. And he actually brought the computer that you're actually typing on to right. the marketplace, right. right? So your wealth will be directly proportional to the size of the problems that you solve. And so a lot of people say, go follow your passion. Mm. Don't believe that that's the full thing. Find a problem that you're passionate about solving Ooh. and then create the solution. Wow. Find a problem that you're passionate about solving and then create the solution to mm, it. I love that. And, 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 and let's, you know, one of the, I, I know for me, um, I always operated in understanding uh, the law of attraction and the different laws of the universe that help you, you know, manifest things in your real life. Yeah. Uh, but in 2006, when uh, The Secret came out, um, it was uh, eye-opening for me. Like, I didn't know they called it something. And so I, I, I enjoyed watching The Secret. But um, just like you, I, I felt like um, The Secret fell short, right? Like, it wasn't um, really giving everybody everything they needed in order to... Um, manifest real tangible abundance into their life. Can you yeah. talk about, about the secret and how it fell short? Yeah, so I've actually had a little bit of a reframe since the last time I talked to you. The secret didn't fall short. Mm. People were looking for the shortcut in mm. the secret. Okay. And the shortcut in the secret was, okay, I just watched that movie. Let me go create a vision board now. Right. They didn't hear any of the other stuff that Bob Proctor, Michael Beckwith, and all the other people said. Yeah. Right? It's just, oh, let me just go create a vision board mm -hmm. and put that up. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem with a vision board. A vision board is actually selfish. Right. It only has the things that you desire on it. Right. Right? It is all about you, 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 you. But guess what? Guess who has your wealth? Mm. Other people. Other people, facts. Yeah. So if you actually change that around and you start helping other people manifest what they desire on their vision board, mm. guess what? You're going to get money in exchange for that, and then that will get you everything that you want. Mm. So there's self-directed manifestation where um, you can put something on your vision board, whether it's a significant other, a type of car, et cetera. You can put that, and through the power of your belief, I believe it is true, you can manifest some of those things. Mm. But then there's another form of manifestation called sales-directed manifestation. Mm. And sales-directed manifestation is when instead of you going directly for the thing that you desire, you actually go help somebody, create a, pro a solution that solves somebody else's problem, you get economic resource from that, and you get everything that you want. Mm. So I've gotten more in my life in terms of manifestation through sales-directed manifestation mm -hmm. than through just self-directed manifestation mm. by myself. And so, um, so people were looking for the shortcut in the secret, but the real secret, Ash, is service. Mm. It's serving others, mm. but serving others in a way that's sustainable, meaning that you have your blessing model, which is how you give the solution, yeah. and your business model, which is how you receive from them so that you can continue to give your solution to the world. If you found the cure to cancer right now, Ash, that would be one thing. You have the solution, but that's only half the battle. Right. The second half is now you have to get that message out to everybody, everybody. who has cancer. Absolutely. 
there's a cost to that. Yeah. So in order to actually reach everybody who has cancer, you actually have to create a business model that allows you to receive enough so that you continue marketing and reaching people who have cancer. Yeah. You just trying to get on news stations, by your, it's not going to get the message out fast enough, and there will be people who die of cancer even though you had the solution the entire time. Mm. And so we have to match our blessing model, which is how we give, with our business model, which is how we receive. And the problem with children of God um, is that we are by default givers. Mm. And so we overgive. And overgiving leads to burnout, frustration, stress, and lack. Mm. And so in the same way that we've naturally developed a, uh, our giving muscle, we have to equally develop our receiving muscle. Mm. Because in order to give more, guess what you have to do? Mm. You got to learn how to receive mm. more. Receive. Wow. That's the only way you can give more. Yeah. And you know, you know that, that's a concept, and I think that a lot of people could relate to. That's a concept that, especially when you come from... I guess, lower income spaces, you feel like, um, you know, there's this, this is almost this like the sense of pride of not receiving. There's a sense of pride, like, yeah. yo, I got it. There's a sense of pride of, you know, being able to give and help others. But yeah. when somebody wants to give to you, you're like, nah, 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 I'm good. Um, and, and so, um, you know, in the book also, you talk about this philosophy around why people aren't millionaires yet. And I mm -hmm. think it's really profound um, your your thinking and reasoning behind that, yeah. right? Because you know, in this world, um, you, you know, you mentioned the Elon Musk, the Warren Buffett, the Jeff Bezos. These are multi-billionaires. Everybody's like, "Yo, I, I want to be a billionaire. That's my goal: a billionaire, billionaire, billionaire." Yeah. And even multi-millionaires, this the status that people are chasing. Um, you have a philosophy on that, right? Yeah. You say people aren't millionaires. Why? Yeah. So again, Scripture says, "Thou shalt not want," right? Mm. So the opposite of want is actually a need. You know, a need has a greater desire than a want. Mm. A need has a greater desire than a want. And so the reason you're not a millionaire yet is because you don't need a million dollars. You want a million dollars, mm. but you don't need it. Wow. What do I mean need it? So when I set out with the multifamily movement and I had helped the first person outside of myself close on a multifamily home, the royal family, um, I knew I could help others do it. And at that time, I put out a number, and that number was 300 closings. Mm. Why? Because Harriet Tubman helped free 300 people. Right. By making 19 trips below the Mason Dixon line over the course of a decade. So 300 was my number. And guess what? When I sent that vision out to God, I wrote down the vision and made it plain. When I sent that vision out in order for me to achieve that vision, not only did it require me to have a million dollars, it would also result in me mm. having a million dollars. For most people, if you gave them a million dollars right now, they wouldn't know what to do with it within the next seven days. Mm. They'd pay off some credit card debt, consumer debt, maybe some student loans. Um, they might help some family members. They might upgrade some things in their house, et cetera. But they would still have money sitting. Right. And that proves to you that you don't need a million dollars, and that's precisely why you don't have it. Everything in your life that you need, Ash, you've always had. Wow. But until you create a vision that actually requires you to need a million dollars, it's going to be hard for mm. you to actually receive a million dollars. Mm. My vision actually requires me to have over $10 million to execute on it. Mm. The next iteration of my vision requires that. And right. so guess what's going to happen? I know that the universe abhors a vacuum. So if I create a vision that has this vacuum, just like when uh, a room, um, oxygen will flow into a room uh, that, has, uh, that is, has been sealed, the universe abhors a vacuum. And so if I hold that vision and I believe in that vision, guess what happens? 
that resource comes in mm. for me to fulfill on that larger vision. And so um, that's precisely why it is. most people don't need a million dollars. They wow. say it, they say they want it, but you yeah. don't need it. And this is why you don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's powerful because I think that, you know, a lot of people are so focused on this arbitrary, arbitrary number yeah. um, that they also, and, and, and this is, this is something that comes with manifestation because they don't need uh, the, the, the money. They are also looking at um, f this arbitrary reason. Hey, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. Yeah. Um, and they're doing that because they believe that they are in lack. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you know what you uh, what you focus on becomes your reality. Yeah. So now because they're focusing in lack, they're now attracting more of that lack to them. That's exactly now, right. Now, now they can't necessarily see what what they actually have in front of them, 100%. what they actually uh, like now they're clouded. So their vision um, isn't allowed to expand. And because that vision isn't allowed to expand, they then get to a space of you know, you know, again, focusing on that lack and now they perceive that. Yes, that you're lack. right. It's the energy that they're saying, I want to or I need to be a millionaire. Yeah. It's the energy that they're saying with it with. See, vision boards, they're actually can be very dangerous yeah. because if you're not careful, as you said, some people can have their vision board up in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. But if they're looking at it from a place of absence of yeah. those things yeah. instead of the presence of those things already here. Yeah then it's actually going to repel them from getting those things. So it's the energy through which you're looking at it. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say a, a woman wants a man, mm -hmm. and she looks at her vision board, but it reminds her of the fact that she slept alone last mm -hmm. night, right? Yeah. Then that's actually going to keep her in a state of loneliness. And the same thing for other genders, so nobody goes crazy in the chat. Like, <laughs> yeah. why you only talk about women? Just, <laughs> right, right, right. no, this ain't that, okay? Right, Stay right. focused. Right. Um, so the thing is, here's the reality, Ash. You know, we, we did this with Dating is Dope. Her significant other is already born. Mm. He's actually here somewhere. Wow. wow. He is present. Right. She hasn't met him yet, or maybe she has. Mm. He actually may be in her phone. Mm. He is already here on this earth. Wow. So the presence is there. So it's really just, is the, your vision board reminding you of the presence of that thing already being here? Mm -hmm. Or is it reminding you of the absence? And you want to look at it with the energy of the presence that it is already here and it is just unfolding and manifesting. We know that bamboo grows underground for like seven years before it shoots up. Mm. So can you hold the belief long enough that what is yours is coming to you? And the reason you haven't received it yet is because you're likely not ready. Mm. Yeah. You want a mansion, but when I go look at your apartment, it's unkept. Mm. You, can't, you can't keep 1,200 square feet clean. Wow. How are you going to keep 10,000 square feet clean? Wow, yeah. yeah. You want a nice car, but when I look at your car, the engine light is on. Wow. You're not taking care of your Honda. How are you going to take care of a Bentley? Wow. Mm. So people say they want more, and they think that more is going to solve their problems, but really what it will do, it will exacerbate and magnify who they are and how, they, how they're moving right now. Wow. And what's worse, and this is, you know, all the data on lottery winners, et cetera, one of the worst feelings is actually getting the more that you desire mm. earlier than mm. you were ready to receive it yep. and then losing it. Losing it, it yeah. yeah. There is so much shame in that. And so you have to trust divine timing that the creator knows exactly what it's doing. For yeah. my daughter, Jada, she hasn't learned how to cook yet. Right now, she can't play with fire. That's the rule. Mm. She can't play with fire. Mm. But as she matures and shows responsibility, guess what? Yeah. One day, I'm going to say, turn on the fire. Right. 
because now you need to learn how to cook. Right. But I'm going to do that as her father right. when mm -hmm. I see that she's ready. She wants a dog. Baby, you haven't taken care of your bedroom or your goldfish. Mm -hmm. How are you going to take care of a dog? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So once you show maturity, then God gives you more in the parable of the talents. There was the five, the one who got five talents, the one who got two talents, and the one that got one talent. The one who got five talents doubled theirs. The one who got two talents doubled theirs. And the one that got one talent buried mm. his in a savings account, basically. Yeah. Did mm. nothing with it. And so when the master had come back, guess what happened? He took the talent from the one and gave it to the one who had five. Right. Gave it to the one who had five because now you have established yourself as the greatest multiplier. Mm. So I'm going to take it. Wait, right. why would you take from the one who has the least? Ooh. Because they didn't multiply what mm. I gave them. Yeah. They didn't use what I gave them. Yeah. They hid it. They buried it. And that's what a lot of people are doing with their talents and their gifts. I used to not understand the scripture uh, uh, to who to he who has more will be given mm. and to he who has not what he has will be taken, taken away. away. I was like, wow. what? Yeah. Why is the Bible saying that the rich get richer and the poor gets poorer? It's actually true because it's to he who has an abundance mindset, mm. more will come. Right. And he who has a scarcity mindset, even what he has will be, be taken, taken away. away. Wow. It was about the mind. Wow. It wasn't just saying, oh, I'm going to make the rich richer and the poor poorer. No, he who has first mentally, mentally yeah. everything that he desires will come. But he who has not, who has lack and scarcity, yeah. right? Even what he has, it will always feel like it's slipping out of his fingers wow, and being taken away. Wow, wow, wow. Look, powerful, powerful, <laughs> powerful. Look, when, when, you know, you know, I want to, um, you know, one of the things that, that, that I was excited about in working with you on this book was, you know, number one, um, you were already rich, right? Meaning that. Uh, you were already a multimillionaire, correct? Um, uh, you know, prior to writing this book, um, and then wrote this book as a way to teach what you were already uh, sort of demonstrating. Why was that important? Yeah, so I knew that um, we live in a very visual world with Instagram and things of that nature. So I knew I had to manifest and demonstrate publicly first yeah. before teaching these principles. If I would have tried to come out with rich and righteous first and talk about mentality, 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 but then had lack and scarcity in my life, then people would not have received the message. Mm. But they saw not only was I able to demonstrate in my own life, but I was also able to manifest in other people's lives as well. Yeah. And so it was a sequence so that the message would be received. I also don't want money to be the uh, uh, motivator for this work. Mm. I'm fine outside of this, but people still question, why do I charge $100 for Rich and Righteous? That was my next question, because too. Because yeah. you paying $100 for something that's going to make you more than $100 is an act of abundance in and of itself. Mm. Is actually testing you to see if you can accept this decision of investing in something that you know is going to make you more because if you continue to do that over and over in every other aspect of your life mm. then guess what happens you're going to find that you have abundance because you are now willing to release this stored energy mm. into things that you know are going to multiply and pour back into you mm. and so not only is it a hundred dollars uh on amazon but when you get it through me i give you five copies of the book mm. one is for you four is for those who are around you mm. because your net worth will be decided determined by the net worth, the average net worth of the people that are around you. Yeah. And so I want you to circulate this wisdom so that you are all speaking the same language and moving in the same direction. I also want to stimulate your personal economy. We said the law, as you give, so you shall receive. So if I put you in a state of giving immediately, then guess what's going to come next? You will start receiving. Yeah. Now, will you receive another book? No, you might receive in a certain in a way that you don't even know. But it's just about putting you in an energetic state of giving right out the gates. Yeah. Because if you buy a book for you, then it's only for you. 
And sometimes you give your book to someone else after you read it, but now I'm giving you an extra four copies to immediately put you in circulation. So, uh, and most wealth is not created alone, mm. right? A lot of people are out here trying to get wealthy by themselves, yeah. right? Um, and when you look at the world's wealthiest people, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Shaq and Kobe, right? Um, Shaq and Kobe, Jordan and Pippen, uh, Dre and Jimmy Iovine, Steve Jobs and Wozniak, all the world's most successful people move in packs. packs. But you're out here trying to achieve wealth by yourself. And then there's another group of people who are like, $100, that's too much for a book. You spent more on a history book from college that mm. you haven't even read, right? right? So, Or you spent more on dinner this past weekend. And what has that done? It's in the toilet now, yeah. right? So this is going to last with you forever. Uh, I know that this consciousness is going to create more than $100 uh, worth of value for you. But you have to be able to see that and perceive that. A lot of people want to get wealthy for free, Ash. Mm. You want to get wealthy for free. Yeah. That violates universal law. Mm. The universal law that it violates is that you're trying to get something for nothing. Mm. Yeah. You're trying to get something for nothing. That violates universal law, and that's why it will never work. You're out here trying to YouTube everything, but if you could have done it already, then you would have already done it. Facts. Why are you still watching it on YouTube? Facts. You've been talking about investing in real estate for 10 years now, but you're talking about, oh, I'm just going to try to YouTube it. You could have been owned property. You could have been up in equity. You could have been making cash flow. You could have been living rent and mortgage free, but you're trying to DIY. You're trying to do it on your own. DIY, die. You are dying on Oof. your own. Oof. Trying to do it on your own. You want to find people who accelerate your path, and those usually come in the form of mentors. My mentor in this space, unfortunately, I haven't found that one that's alive. And so, you know, I lean on Reverend Ike heavily. Um, and while I do watch him on YouTube, um, I've invested in all of his products mm. to make sure that I understand everything. Not only did I invest in it, I'm actually consuming them. Because mm. a lot of people have shelf help, Ash. Mm. Shelf help, where they buy a book, they put it on their Facts. shelf, and they never even read it. Facts. 40 million people have bought Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. How many people have actually taken action on it? Mm. Why don't we have 40 million real estate investors? Because right. not everybody read it, and then not everybody acted on it. Right. The truth alone will not set you free. Acting on the truth will set you free. Right. Right. And so you have to implement. And so, um, so with the book, my goal is not just to get it in your hands. I'm trying to get it in your head, in your heart. This is your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. That's where the true transformation occurs. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in addition to getting five copies of the book, I also give you the audiobook, in case you need to listen to it while you're driving to work and trying to get off the plantation, while you're working out, while you're doing chores around the house. And I also have a 100-day money reprogram challenge where I work with you for 100 days. Wow. 100 days to wow. reprogram your mind. Why 100 days? Because here's the deal. If you're 30 years old, you've been on earth for 10,950 days. That's all negative programming that you've had about money that has led to your financial situation to where it is and mm -hmm. capped it where it's at. And so all I'm asking for is less than 1% of that time to transform your mindset around money for the rest of your life. And so um, it takes repetition to reprogram the subconscious mind. And so that's why we are going to meet every weekday for 100 days to wow. reprogram as many minds as possible around money. Wow. Listen, y'all, I knew, I knew this episode was going to be fire. Um, you know, if somebody wants to join that, that, yeah. that challenge, they want to, you know, you know uh, tap into the book, where, where, can, where can they get it? It's an affirmation. The URL mm. is an affirmation. Mm. Richrightnow.com. Mm. Mm. Richrightnow. You have to be it for it to come to be. Yeah. So you have to accept it as your identity now. Because look at this. When it comes to real estate, Ash, 
you have to be a multifamily real estate investor before mm. you close on your first property. Because that's that. the only way you're going to find your first property was by having the mindset of a multifamily real estate investor. Say that. You don't become an investor after. Yeah. If you want to be a husband or a wife, you have to be a wife before Dude, you get facts. married. Yeah. Not You don't become a wife when you get married. Facts. You have to be a wife before you get married. Yeah. And so you have to be it first for it to come to be. And so yeah. uh, I need you to claim that you are rich right now yeah. and accept that. And if you don't accept it yet, then that's what the 100-Day Money Mindset Reprogram is going to be about, is to get you in the state of acceptance of that because we go after the identity. The financial literacy, information-based revolution that we're having is great, but it's a whole bunch of plays out there, and plays out of sequence don't get you anywhere. Ooh. A whole bunch of plays out of sequence don't get you anywhere. In baseball, mm. if the leadoff hitter gets a hit, you know what they do? They have a sequence. Mm. Almost every team has a sequence. Mm. Next, they're going to try to get that leadoff hitter, which is the, one of the fastest players on the team, to steal second base. Yeah. Now they're in scoring position. What do they do after that? Then they're going to do a suicide bunt, right? That suicide bunt will be down the first baseline, mm -hmm. right, to f get the runner to third base. Mm. And then now they have two outs left to hope that they get a hit to get that runner into score. It's a sequence mm. to actually score. Right. So a lot of people have plays that they're throwing out there on social media in these reels and in these clips, but guess what? On top of that, every play does not apply to you. Facts. Maximum cash life, uh, maximum, excuse me, maximum cash value whole life insurance does not apply to everyone. Mm. Buying a farm does not apply to everyone. Right. Riding off a Lamborghini does not apply to everyone. Yeah. Even multiple streams of income do does not apply not to facts. everyone. Yeah. Some of you need to actually focus on your river mm. first and mm. widening that river and create a Nile before you think about going out into multiple streams. Yeah. Focus energy is always more powerful than dispersed energy. The reason the sun does not burn you is because its energy is dispersed. It's mm. the most powerful energy source in our world, mm. but its energy is dispersed. Yeah. And we got melanin, right? Right. Facts. But a laser can pierce through you, even though it has nowhere near the power of the sun, because it is focused. Facts. And so we, uh, when you were talking about um, drifting, mm. we go back to drifting. You have to focus. And the thing that I focus on is being in alignment with the creator. I do that by waking up and going straight into meditation and hearing what God wants me to do that way. I used to be a workaholic. I used to focus on hustling, used to focus on manifesting with my time, hard work in my body. And now I manifest with my mind. Mm. Listen, y'all, the master manifesto is in the <laughs> building. Uh, powerful, man. Make sure y'all go rich right now. Dot com mm. tap in with the brother he is giving you everything you need to be rich and righteous and you can look if you go to amazon i'm telling you the book <laughs> is a hundred dollars for one for one for one copy of rich and righteous the book is a hundred dollars it was one thing that was very intriguing as we worked on the book together mm -hmm. um to to see like you know the 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 confidence in understanding your value yes. and presenting yourself uh, in that way. So make sure y'all go to richrightnow.com, tap into Rich and Righteous. And I could not have done it without Ash Cash. Um, Appreciate you. His whole Book Rich program helped me not only get this book out of my head, but onto paper. Uh, he is responsible for the design of the cover um, and the marketing strategy that we use for it. And so we've had amazing results in just two years of it being published. And we keep on marketing. A lot of authors, they start off with one particular push. Yep. And then if it doesn't hit, they're like, oh, whatever. That's it. Yeah. That's it. We continue to push the book because we know that there's so many people out there who need it. And we um, got some new stuff coming, too. Yeah, and we got on. some new stuff. So stay tuned for that. Um, so uh, but what's the what's the number? We need at least five million households. Like, what's the what's the number or is it is it five million households to do what? To, to read to read the book Rich and Righteous. Is that is that is that a low ball number? So that'd be a hundred. Uh, that'd be one million people purchasing five copies. 
No. Yeah. This this book is the Bible. Yeah. Think and grow rich as a man thinketh and uh, as a man thinketh all in one book and yeah. rich that poor that all in one book. Yeah. Those books are timeless. Mm. So I believe that this book is timeless. Yeah. And it, will, it will outlive me. Mm. So I do believe that if we focus. Yeah. We can get there, right? Yeah. Um, we can get there. But again, we know that it's not just about getting into their hands right. or into their homes. It's right. about getting into their head, into their Absolutely. heart, because that's where the transformation occurs. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm happy to be in partnership with you on yes, that sir. and just so grateful for everything that you've done for me. Um, we've given birth to you, like, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better word, a doula. Or <laughs> right. You and your wife, you right. and your wife right. Right. Uh, to get this out for me. Yeah. So if you are considering the Book Rich program, um, I, I highly recommend yes, it. Yes, tap in, tap in. All right, y'all, we are closing out the vault. Another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. Make sure you share this video, like this video, replay this video, because there's a lot of gems that he dropped that is going to help renew your mind. But more, most importantly, make sure you go to richrightnow.com, tap in, understand that abundance is your birthright. Why? Because you are a child Period. of God, y'all. We are closing out the vault. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Inside the Vault. Visit our website, InsideTheVaultShow.com. Me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, IamAshCash.com. Follow me on all social media platforms at IamAshCash.com. We will see you next time on the greatest money mindset show on the planet, Inside the Vault, in God's will. All right, y'all. Peace. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.